0: creating content that shows who you are and attracts the people you want to work with. My name is Trey McLeddy, and I'm building my company, McLeddy Media, into the best real estate content marketing company in the world. Welcome to my podcast, where I'll be teaching you everything I learned on how to build a better business and market yourself to get the right customers. Let's talk about your real estate career, because you've achieved some really massive success. I remember you dropped a stat out for me in your first year in real estate, You'll, you will you close 17 transactions. Some people don't go an entire 20 years of being in real estate and close 17 transactions. So that's really unbelievably impressive. You obviously love your career in real estate. You know a ton about it. Talk to me about your journey into real estate.
1: So what happened was I was doing hair um, and I ended up having to have surgery and the recovery time was longer than I thought. And this was back in the days. I'm going to age myself, but Craigslist when Craigslist people went on Craigslist to look for jobs. And I was sitting there in bed, just kind of down. Like my career is completely physical. And if I can't physically do hair, What do I have to fall back on? And that was one of the first times in my life where I was like, "Hmm, maybe I should have gone and done the corporate ladder. But so I was sitting there just looking online and there was like an ad to get your real estate license. No experience needed. And um, so I did. I applied. Both of my grandparents, my mother's parents were realtors. So I had seen, you know, that. Kind of growing up, um, and so I applied. And at this point, I was back in the. So I took the you know the courses online. I was back in the salon working, um, but I only went back three days a week because just recovering and slower and whatever. So I uh, got my test date in the mail and was like, oh my god, I kind of forgot about it. And so I took the test, and then I thought to myself. I'm only in the salon three days a week and I did this, like, let's give it a shot. So I still, that first year that I was sold 17 homes, I was still doing hair three days a week. Wow. And I, um, I, I said I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna give it a try, and so I did. And my real estate mentor, I've I've told this story before. I might have talked about it on my social media, but I, my real estate mentor basically told me to come up with a list of everyone that if she were to go up to them and say, "Do you know Amanda El Hassan?" and they'd be like, "Yeah, I went to school with her. I used to work with her. Whatever." and then I came up with that list, and she told me, call five people a day. You can call them alphabetically or whatever. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do what everybody else is doing. I'm going to call 10 people a day and just let them know I, I got my real estate license. I'm doing it if you have any questions. And so I did. And you know, my first five months in real estate, I didn't sell anything. All those homes were my last end of the year. Wow.
0: So, so the, last seven, seven you, months, the last seven months, you did 17 transactions.
1: Yeah. So, (laughs) so while doing hair three days a week, you
0: must have been busy. Yeah, because a transaction takes a lot of time.
1: Twenty six years old, I was, you know, just like whatever, you know, bopping around and no kids, and it was a completely different life back then. Um, And so then, yeah, fast forward to now, I ended up maintaining real estate and hair, went down to doing hair only two days a week then went down to doing hair only one day a week. I owned my salon, so I like had to oversee things. I had a business partner at the salon. And then when the pandemic hit, that's when I also got pregnant, and that was just the shift for me to kind of, it, it, it was a sign to me, it was my time to get out of the salon industry and fully focus on real estate. Gotcha. So I have been actively doing real estate for nine years, but I um, fully shifted into, only real estate i guess if you will in the in 2020 but i was still really it was my main focus again i was only doing hair one day a week
0: yeah yeah days. i get you it sounded like the hair thing was more of a i know how to do it i love doing it i talk to people yeah. so i'm gonna keep doing it so your first year you did 17 transactions you got it done through making your calls going above and beyond you said instead of making five calls a day you made 10 calls a day that's unbelievably amazing um you're The the years following year two, year three, year four, did you consistently see growth after that, or did it kind of, or were you kind of on that that twenty transactions a year mark?
1: You know, it's interesting that you say that. I, um, because I think that a lot of realtors have a really strong first year. You're excited, it's new, and then kind of plateau. So for me, I actually had a slower year two, three, and four because. Year two in real estate is when I opened up my salon. So even though I was only there doing hair, at that time, two days a week, and and I, I cut down to one, I was focused on getting it open. We I mean, we literally had a blank canvas. So there was a lot of focus on that. I still sold 15-ish homes. I don't remember the exact number now, but it was still a, a significant number, but I didn't, you know, it wasn't like my sales were going like this. It kind of was just like this, Plateau again. Um, you know, which was fine. I was happy with that. I mean, I think too, sometimes that as a solo agent and I didn't have a team, I didn't have an assistant, you know, you can only take on so much. And I wanted to be able to serve my clients that I was taking on with a hundred percent with everything in me. And so, uh, you know, there's only so much you can take on at some yeah. point. Um, so yeah, but I've always had consistent sales. The, actually the lowest time I've ever had sales was having children. (laughs) Um, but, and again, still not in a bad way, still, you know, over, over 10 homes a year, but it was definitely, you know, I took maternity leave when they were born. Um, and so, but it's, it's always stayed consistent.
0: Okay. 26 years old, opening a salon at 26, selling 15 homes a year. That's a lot of work. And for the people that don't know, even one transaction can take a lot of your time. You're going and showing homes, you're staging the home, you're communicating with the client, you're communicating with agents, you're, show- you're doing all your stuff, right? Plus you're trying to open a salon. 26 years old, even though you have a lot of energy, right, can still take a pretty big mental toll. How did you manage to decrease the mental clutter going on in your head and really focus and stay motivated and continue going along? What was the mindset behind that?
1: Actually, that's what keeps me more focused. When I have stagnant time is when i start thinking or overthinking or whatever the when i'm busy and my days are full and i have the next thing is when i am the most productive i'm just like this is what i have to get done this is what's next this is what's after that and so i actually thrive in a busier fuller schedule. Anyone who knows me, they're like, oh, Amanda, she's running around doing a million miles an hour, doing all this stuff. And that's kind of just where I thrive. I, um, I, I start to overthink and get more scatterbrained when I do have more stagnant time.
0: Interesting. How do you stay organized and keep from getting overwhelmed with the amount of work that you have?
1: Oh my God, the amount of lists I have. I'm old school and carry around a notebook in my purse. I carry around an old school calendar. I have a calendar in my phone. I have a list. I mean, if you look at my notes app every day, if I'm laying in bed at night... Or in the mornings I'm drinking my coffee, it's dated. And I never delete them because I always want to like go back and see. And it's like this date and it's like to-do, to-do. I have a to-do list for my to-do list. I like to cross things off. And um, what helps me is the second something pops into my head, I write down. If I'm like, I need to do this or call so-and-so, call so-and-so. Because if it's not there, it is easy to forget. Um, So, But I also just have a very detailed... Mind and memory, my dad's the same way. I mean, I could literally tell you what my husband was wearing the day I met him. I have a very visually detailed. I think maybe it's being in the beauty industry and doing hair and going into homes and looking at different homes and staged homes in the vision. I have a very detailed mind.
0: How, how much do you think that impacted your ability to juggle all these different things? Obviously, you were you were in a relationship, you had your hair salon, and then you were going in and you were doing real estate. How much do you think that organization helped you succeed?
1: A, a lot. Um, I feel like I I wouldn't say, actually, that organization is one of my strengths. I would say, like, I have to write. I write things down so that I don't forget. But I would honestly just say that truly... I wouldn't even attest it to my organization. I would attest it to just like my absurd level of energy. (laughs) I just am like this from the time I wake up until the time I go to bed. I, and
0: is it because you're doing things that you love?
1: Yeah. And it just like feeds me. And then I'm like, ugh, like I'm going to get out of here. And I'm going to go in my car and I'm going to rock out and sing the whole way to my next appointment. Then go to my next appointment. And then I'm going to go home and I'm going to finish packing because we're going out of town. And then I'm going to pick up my kids and then we're going to go out of town. And it's just bam, bam, bam. And it just keeps me fueled.
0: Wow. Hey guys. So just a quick break. I do this podcast to bring as much value as possible to as many people as possible. So if you're getting value from this, I'd love it. If you would leave a review, I'm growing this completely organically, AKA no ad spend. So it would be a huge help. Appreciate you and enjoy the rest of the show. Wow. So would you say that a piece of advice for people that are in their mid-20s that wanna do really cool shit, make a lot of money, enjoy their career, do something that you're passionate about that gives you energy rather than sucks it out of you.
1: Yeah, I feel like don't do anything that sucks your energy out because, you know, we only got one shot at this life, yeah. but not to be all like philosophical, but um, you know, definitely find things that give you energy. And if it's not something through work, because again, I don't know that everyone is as fortunate to have a career and something they really are passionate about, then find an outlet, whether it's, you know, I I also love like snowboarding or, you know, some people like working out or fishing or whatever it may be, Um, but find something that like fuels your soul because, you know, you got to figure out life can be draining, you know, just in general, Um, you know, and the ability to keep up and do stuff. So, um, you know, however and you get your energy and for some people... How they get their energy is resting or meditation or doing that. That's not me, um, but whatever you need to do to reset yourself or refuel or recharge yourself, do it
0: and you do know, it often. That that that's a great point. That's a great point. I I agree and I disagree to a certain extent okay. with uh, <laughs> fortunate enough about having a career or having a career that or having a passion that makes you money. Because at the end of the day, almost everything that you enjoy, if you're invigorated doing it, you can make money from it. I think there's a very a very small amount of things that you can't make m- money from if you set yourself in the right position.
1: I agree, but if you want to, like yeah. for an example, like like I, I I'm gonna use my sister as an example. I love my sister. My sister's wildly successful at what she does, but my sister's not one of those people who has like that. I wouldn't say that she's gonna go and say she's passionate about. I don't know sweater. She's not. She's not going to yeah. go and like do a side hustle selling sweaters. That's just yeah. not her personality. Like she's going to go to her job and do her thing. So I do agree that we live in a time where y- yes, you can make money yeah. off of almost anything. But if you want to, yeah. not everybody has that entrepreneurial spirit where they want to go and like hustle to sell what they're passionate about. You know, there's like salespeople and there's worker bees, right? Yeah. Like you know, and so um, some people don't.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. I think Mm -hmm. that a lot of times just these entrepreneur types, they want to figure out what business is going to make them the most money. People that do have that entrepreneurial spirit that do want to hustle. What business is going to make me the most money? And when you think about it from that perspective, it can lead to burnout pretty quickly because you're trying to sell something you're not passionate about. You're trying to do something you're not passionate about. You're sitting down working all the time on something that you don't love and it's sucking your energy out of you. So when you talk about being fortunate of going into a career that you love that can also make you money. I think what my point was, if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you do have that entrepreneurial yes. spirit, then and you love something along the lines of sports, and you want to start some sort of sports podcast, there's ways to monetize on it. 100%. There's a way to monetize on everything. And Gary Vee talks about this, or just made a post about this, where figure out what you love doing, and if you can't directly make money from it, figure out a way to backfill it through bringing people on board that can help you monetize. Yep. So if you want, if you look like, let's go back to the sports analogy. If you love sports, start a sports podcast and hire people to help you monetize on that, yeah. whether that be through ad spend, whether that be through selling certain merchandise, hire someone that, that, that has that experience exactly. and Just work talk together. About
1: sports all day. If that's what you love, talk about sports all day. I mean, yeah. like, they always say that find a topic or a, a niche or whatever you want to call it that you could stay up talking about all night with someone if they're going to listen, like that you could stay up. Like I could not stay up all night. I love sports, but not all night talking about (laughs) sports, you know, find something that you can stay up all night talking about it because you are just going to be more passionate about it. And people are then going to trust you more and believe in you more. And people want to buy from people they're going to trust. And it's just kind of a domino effect. But I totally agree that you can absolutely if you have an entrepreneur spirit and you want to, you can make money uh, on these days now with social media, podcasts, you know, like you said, ad spends, um, affiliate links, like there's so many, you can make money off of anything. If you you want
0: to, it just takes a little bit of hustle. It takes a little bit of hustle. And the number one thing is it takes the right people around you to agree doing it on your own is absurdly hard. You, you, you can't find a lot of people that have done something purely on their own. Like even me with my business, I wouldn't have been able to do it without my girlfriend. I don't enjoy video editing. So (laughs) she came on board. I knew that I love talking to people and I love building relationships with people. So that's, and that's what I want to do. I want to coach people, but how can we turn it into a business? And that's through providing a legitimate service. So she came on board. She's unbelievably creative. She helped me turn my passion of talking to people and coaching people into a business by putting a product behind it that we can then charge for. And then from there, it's just snowballed into, and eventually I started liking video editing, which is interesting, but, uh, (laughs) um, but it started out with that passion. I backfilled it and it remained, and it reminds me of a a quote from Elon Musk actually in his or a quote from Elon Musk's biography where every business that he started hasn't started with the intention of becoming a business. He starts with a mission first and figures out how to turn it into a business, how to make profit from it. So with yeah. SpaceX, for example, building rockets isn't a profitable thing. Yeah. Like you don't think you think of building model rockets in the backyard, that's not a business per se. Totally. He figured out how to turn that into a business by I want to get, I want to get us to Mars. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to build rockets and then I'm going to go to the government and get government contracts to go fulfill missions for them. And eventually SpaceX is now worth millions and millions and probably Probably $500 million by now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's starting off with a passion, figuring out how to backfill it to make money. And then you're just fulfilling your purpose if you have that entrepreneurial spirit. But other people can find different passions in other areas of life like family and and hobbies and things like that.
1: Well, I think you know what's the saying. It takes a village and back to you said like people not really succeeding on your own. And back to then circling back to like my my safety net not being a college degree being the people around me i one thousand percent agree i mean even raising kids i could not do this without mm-hmm. my husband there is no way i mean he's the reason i decided to have kids i felt confident doing it with him yeah. you know it wasn't i didn't feel confident doing it within myself <laughs> um you know and so i definitely think that you have and that but that again goes back to how you can make money off of anything because at a world that we live in now where everything can almost be done remotely. Not Mm -hmm. everything. You need a realtor in person. (laughs) But you can find those people to... And if it is... Even something that needs to be done in person, you can find them on the internet and then get them in person. You can find whatever, if you need someone to do your video editing, you can find them. If you need someone to go show a home because you're not available, you can find them. If you need someone to do your hair, you can find them on the internet. Yeah, of course, hair physically has to be done, but you can find anyone to help you with anything that you're seeking help in.
0: Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. That's the power of the internet. Yeah. That's the power of the internet. We live in, it. We, live in web. A, yeah. we live in an amazing time. We live yeah. in an amazing time. But um, that's all I have for today. Woo. I appreciate you coming on Absolutely. board. You have Thank a lot you. of great insights. You're doing some really amazing things in real estate. You're making a lot of money. You're fulfilling your passion. You have your family on the side while managing a spectacular business. So not your family on the side. You have your family and your business, and they're both priorities. And you're, both, <laughs> and you're executing, on, executing on both of them exceptionally. So thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely.